0: Here's everything you might have missed in The Boys' Herogasm. After weeks of anticipation, the most not-safe-for-work episode of the most not-safe-for-work show is finally here. Last week, The Boys debuted their long-teased sixth episode, Herogasm. You guys having a party? Based on the storyline from the comics of the same name. In between the barrage of bodily fluids and the Caligulan escapades, there were some Easter eggs and hidden details that you might have missed. We're gonna break them all down for you in just a moment, but to do so we have to spoil what happens in The Boys Episode 6. So if you haven't seen Gasm yet, leave now before you see or hear something that you probably shouldn't. Yeah, um, hmm No, he's <laughs> Yeah, is <what>? just <laughs> Gobbles that No, <laughs> no, <laughs> nom 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 I like <laughs> right, it, come on in. Okay, let's get into it, shall we? The episode begins with yet another brutal parody of misguided celebrities trying to make a difference, specifically Gal Gadot's widely mocked pandemic-era star-studded video of people singing Imagine. This video by The Deep tagged in a bunch of real-world celebrities, including Patton Oswalt, who previously voiced The Deep's gills in season two, Josh Gad, Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher, Elizabeth Banks, Kumail Nanjiani, Aisha Tyler, and Rose Byrne. Later, when Ashley questions why Soldier Boy would kill Crimson Countess, she mentions they were like Kurt and Goldie, referencing Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn's real-life marriage and celebrity couple status. When Kimiko's in the hospital, she's seen eating a brave Maeve popsicle with the joke, Why did the photo go to jail? As we see later in the episode, the answer is because it got framed. Now, hopefully no one else on the boys will get framed for any of Soldier Boy's or Homelander's crimes this season, like Stan Edgar, but he wasn't exactly innocent himself. Next, when we catch up with Mother's Milk, you can see a familiar-looking poster on his wall with a Black Panther reading, Move on over, or we'll move on over you. This poster was created by the Lowndes County Freedom Organization in 1965 as part of a political movement in Alabama, and later it became the symbol for the Black Panther Party in 1966. At Homelander's apartment, he has a frank and disturbing conversation with himself in the mirror, and this moment is straight out of the comics. It's ripped from the pages of The Boys number 49. Now, in the comic, Frenchie and Kimiko are actually surveilling him the whole time, but here, we're just left to watch what this soup has become, increasingly unhinged. Yahtzee! Now, after Soldier Boy's breakfast of Vodaburger, Booze, and Benzos, the man out of time watches one of his old movies, entitled Red Thunder. In the film, he mentions standing by our Mujahideen brothers, which feels like a nod to Rambo 3. According to an infamous urban legend, that movie ended with a dedication to the brave Mujahideen fighters of Afghanistan. Although, in fact, it was actually dedicated to the gallant people of Afghanistan. Now, the Mujahideen, if you don't know, were U.S.-backed forces in the Soviet-Afghan War, a Cold War proxy war against the Soviet Union. And this shows Vought's long standing tradition of using soups like Soldier Boy as tools for propaganda. And apparently, they also made a sequel to this movie as well. Later, we see a poster for Red Thunder 2 at the TNT Twins home in Vermont during Hero Gasm proper. As for Hero Gasm itself, in the comics, it was a six issue miniseries set between issues 30 and 31 of the main series of The Boys. Taking place on a remote island at a tropical resort, it was an annual Vought sponsored party for superheroes to take a load off in every sense of the word. Now, in the comics, Homelander winds up having sex with the new soldier boy who thinks it'll help him get into the Seven. And I say the new soldier boy because most of the original members of Payback died after screwing up the Battle of the Bulge during World War II. However, that was not the kind of friction present between these characters in this episode. Herogasm itself is full of all manner of wild Easter eggs, including even more of those seven inspired dildos that we first saw in episode four, including the Starlight model that's flying through the air. Oh my God. There's also someone using what appears to be Wonder Woman's lasso of truth for BDSM, which is fitting because Wonder Woman creator William Moulton Marston was big into bondage. And we also see the return of the aptly named Love Sausage, who we first met in season two at the Sage Grove Psychiatric Hospital where Lamplighter was being held. Love Sausage, huh? This was good name for me. (laughs) As for the other familiar soups, well, the person creating icicle dildos is Cold Snap, a member of G-Force in the comics, the sub-team of the X-Men parody, the G-Men. Now, earlier this season, Cold Snap was one of three soups the Federal Bureau of Superhuman Activities were promised to be given in exchange for termite. (laughs) B-listers, really? And speaking of termite, we see this size-changing soup yet again when he gets M.M. into a sticky situation. What up, bro? the f*** did this mother f- put on my, oh jacket? my God. Unfortunately for mother's milk and his jacket, he soon gets covered in father's milk. Damn. Throwing ropes! <gasps> and that voice proclaiming that they're throwing ropes belongs to none other than the boys' showrunner, Eric Kripke. Meanwhile, outside the party, Soldier Boy mentions that he actually founded Herogasm way back in 1952 alongside Liberty. Now, if you remember, Liberty was Stormfront's original secret identity. So it looks like Soldier Boy and Homelander might not be all that different after all. He did not see that coming. Now, when Huey joins the party, he winds up running into A-Train, who finally formally apologizes for running into Robin in the very first episode of the series. Clearly, Huey was not expecting a genuine apology and his punch is probably very well-deserved and long overdue, but it also may have clued in A-Train that Huey's been taking this temporary compound V. Now, if the caterers at this party look familiar, ask yourself one important question. Are we having fun yet? I knew you was someone. Right. That's right, folks. They're all dressed like the cast of Party Down. And it's no surprise to see them here because they did cater an orgy previously on the episode Nick DeSinto's Orgy Night, so they're no strangers to love. Everything okay? Besides the fact that we're catering an orgy. Later, when M.M. changes into leftover TNT Twins merchandise, he tries to get payback on Soldier Boy by throwing a halothane grenade. Halothane is a powerful anesthetic, but it has no effect on Soldier Boy thanks to the compound V in his body. MM then tries to take out his rage on Butcher by breaking a case containing Los Angeles Dodgers first baseman Steve Garvey's bat that he first used in the 1981 World Series. After that, when Soldier Boy finally confronts the TNT twins, they try to pass the buck on who exactly sold him out to the Russians in Nicaragua. They claim that Black Noir was the one behind the whole thing. And considering how Black Noir hightailed it out of town the first second he heard that Soldier Boy was back, well, there might be some truth to this. As for Soldier Boy's assertion that Noir wouldn't take a without Vought's permission, well, maybe they were behind it. Maybe Stan Egger and Vought helped engineer Soldier Boy's acquisition by the Soviets. Because what better way to ensure that your business model remains viable than by giving your supposed enemies access to your technology to drive innovation and competition? It would certainly give context to that fight at the Vought News Network TV station that we saw teased by the trailers. Moving on to A-Train, his heart may well and truly have exploded after using his super speed to show Blue Hawk just how dangerous the streets really can be in revenge for paralyzing A-Train's brother in the previous episode. And it looks like that Blue Hawk probably should have done the research on what happens when the human body meets pavement at high speeds, helmet or not. The epic battle between Homelander, Soldier Boy, Butcher, and Huey gave shades of both Captain America Civil War's climactic battle with Cap, Bucky, and Iron Man, and the battle against Thanos in Infinity War on Titan. However, mostly, it proved why Edna Mode was right to have a no capes rule in The Incredibles. No capes. Not only does Soldier Boy make fun of Homelander's cape, but he uses it as a weapon against him. And last but not least, folks, the episode ends with Annie finally standing up for herself and telling the truth about Vaught, Homelander, and Soldier Boy to her 193 million Instagram followers. After Homelander, Victoria Newman, and even Huey try to control her in this episode alone, she has had enough. Now, of course, this does paint a giant target on her back, so she might well need the help of folks like MM, Frenchie, and Kimiko now more than ever. As for what next week holds in store, hopefully things will be slightly less sticky, but you truly never can tell when it comes to the boys. Then again, we know that Homelander still has that cow to milk, so anything's possible. Anyway, folks, we'll keep you posted with even more deep dives into these six sad soups over on Nerdist.com, but in the meantime, tell us, what did you think of this episode? Did you spot anything that we missed? Let us know in the comments below, and for the latest and greatest in the world of pop culture, make sure you stay tuned to Nerdist.com.